Hey family, how are you doing this evening? I pray all is well in the name of Jesus. I wanted to share this quick story. Um, I was reading the book of Numbers. I love this story. I've read it a million times. Honestly, I really love this story and I speak it a lot as you have saw the title, A Caleb Spirit, A Different Spirit. And um, so I'm gonna give you a little backdrop of the story. So basically, um, in the beginning of the chapter, God told Moses and Aaron to take each man from the tribe of Israel and send them out to search the land of Canaan. Canaan is the land, the promised land in which God promised the children of Israel. Canaan is the whole reason why God delivered them out of the hands of Pharaoh. He, re- he delivered them out of Egypt so he can lead them into the land flowing with milk and honey. So now God is asking Moses and Aaron to go, you know, say, take these men, let them go search out the land and bring back a report. So the Bible says that they went for 40 days. Now it's 12 tribes. That means there were 12 men who went on this search to to search out the land and see all of the inhabitants and everything thereof. So when the time was up, they each came back out of the 12, two had a good report and 10 had had an evil report. And that's where I want to begin reading Numbers 13, starting Numbers 13, verse 30. And the Bible reads, excuse me. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are able to overcome it. But the men that were with him said, we be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land though which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth of the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which comes from the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. So before we even go to the next chapter, you have 10 men that they went and they searched the land and out of all that they could have reported, they were so focused on the giant. They were so focused on what they thought could defeat them. And in that they saw themselves as insignificant. They saw themselves as grasshoppers. They didn't see the God that they served. They didn't see the God that parted the Red Sea. They didn't see the God that caused Pharaoh, his horsemen and the chariots to drown in the water. He, they didn't see that they saw these grasshoppers. And it's funny to me how we see God show up on so many different levels, on so many different seasons in our life. And when we come up against something new, we panic as if the same God that delivered us before can't deliver us now. I just wanted to, you know, share that with that before I go further, because how of all the things, this is what you see. This is what you report. We can't move forward. We can't move forward. These giant, God just delivered you from the hand of Pharaoh. And you're worried about these giants. And it's like, wow, we do get so consumed with fear and doubt, not mindful of what God just delivered us from. If these 10 men could have only reminded themselves that, wait a minute, we serve a God that can part the Red Sea, cause us to walk on dry land. And then once we get to the other side, consume the enemy, 
We got this land. We're going to possess this land. And that was the awesome thing about Caleb and Joshua. They acknowledged that. They remembered that. They knew that. And that's why Caleb said, no, we can go. We can possess this land. But I want to read further. Numbers 14, verse 1. And all in the congregation lifted up their voices and cried. And the people wept all night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron and the whole congregation and said unto them, would God that we had died in the land of Egypt or would God had us die in the wilderness? And wherefore have the Lord brought us into this land to fall by the sword and that our wives and our children shall be a prey. Were it not better for us to return to Egypt? And they said to one another, let us make a captain and let us return to Egypt. Let's, I got to pause right there. The audacity, the audacity of these people. How are you going to get, okay, okay, I got to calm down. Because as I was reading it, when you think about it, how dare you come out of your mouth and say, let us make a new leader for ourselves and go back to Egypt. Like, okay, God. You don't have no idea what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. We going back to Egypt. I'm not dying out of here. I'm going to take my wife. I'm going to take my children. And we're going back to Egypt. And as I'm reading this and, you know, as I'm like, wow, these people were crazy. It's like, how many times have we told God? I'm about to be my own captain. I'm about to go my own way. I'm about to do my own thing because it's clear, God, you don't know what you're doing. It's clear, God, you don't have an idea of what the next move is. So I'm going to pack my bags and I'm going back to Egypt. How many of us have went back to Egypt because we didn't trust God, because we didn't say that we didn't be still and stand and watch the salvation of the Lord, that we didn't have the faith to believe if he brought us out of the water, if he brought us through the Red Sea, that he's going to bring us to this land. We do it. We do it. And I was like, just like they had the audacity. I know God is like the audacity of these people. I have blessed you. I have saved you. I have been there for you time after time after time. And now you're faced with something a little different. You're faced with something a little more challenging. You're faced with something that is a little more hurtful and you want to turn back. I don't desire in those who draw back, but you want to draw back. And not only you want to draw back, you want to tell me, you you want to find someone else that is more suitable to do the job. But I'm here to tell you, there is only one God and his name is Yeshua. His name is Jesus. And only he can get the job done. Amen. And these people had it in their mind that they were going to create a new leader. Let us make a captain. Let us make a new leader for ourselves. And let's go back to Egypt. Let us go back to our man-made ways. Let us go back to doing our own thing, our own mindset, our own habit. Let's do our own thing. And we're going to figure this out on our way back to Egypt. Crazy. Crazy. Verse 5. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation and the children of Israel. And Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jehap, the Jehap Nun, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And they spoke unto the company of the people of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delight in us... Then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear 
ye the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Their defenses is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. This is Caleb and Joshua. Oh, awesome. He's like, wait a minute. Come on. What are you talking about? This land is great. It's flowing with the milk and honey. It's beautiful. The grass is green. Come on. It, we, we got, this is what God promised us. If God before us, he said it in verse eight, if the Lord delight in us, he will bring us to this thing. And you got to know if God delights in you, no matter what's coming up against you, no matter what is opposing you, you got to know that God will bring it to pass. If God has promised you something, if God has told you to conquer a thing, he is going to give you the resources to conquer it. God delights in you, family. He delights in you and he wants to bring that thing to the, he wants to bring that thing to pass. And we have to do what Caleb and, and Joshua is telling them not to do only rebel, not against the Lord. Don't re- don't rebel against the Lord. Don't fear the people. They'll be bread to us. This is awesome for they will be bread for us. If we can trust God, th- these people, these giants about to be our food. Come on, come on. Their defenses are departed from them. They ain't got no power. They ain't got no authority. God is with us. God is with us. Fear them not. This was Joshua and Caleb. So then the Bible says in verse 10, but all the congregation stoned them with stones and the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before the children of Israel. And the Lord said unto Moses, how long will these people provoke me? And how long will they error and believe not? For all the signs which I have showed among them, I will smite them with the pestilence and dis- disinherit them and make them, I'm sorry, and will make of thee a great nation and mightier than them. And Moses said unto the Lord, then the Egyptians shall hear it for thou brought us this people in the night from among them. And they will tell it to the inhabitants of this land, for they have heard that thou, Lord, art among this people, and that and thou, Lord, art seen face to face, and that thy cloud standeth over them, and that thy goest before them by day, and a pillar of cloud by night, and a pillar of fire by night. Now, if thou shalt kill all these people as one man, then the nations which have heard the fame of thee will speak, saying, because the Lord was not able to bring this people into the land which he swore to them, therefore he hath slain them in the wilderness. I found this funny. So God is pissed off now. God is like, how dare these people? Why are they trying to provoke me? I'm going to kill them. I'm going to smite them with the pestilence. I'm I'm just going to wipe them out. And I'm going to make me another nation that's greater than them. So Moses, you know, he went the reason with God. He was like, okay, so, um, yeah, about that. So, okay, God, let's just say you come and you smite all the people. Now, once the Egyptians hear about that, they're going to tell all the inhabitants. And then once they tell all the inhabitants who know of, of your great fame, who know your power, who know your might, who know your glory, and then they begin to hear that you wiped out the children of Israel, what they're going to say is, because you could not bring them into the promised land, you killed them. <laughs> 
it's funny how gossip was even in the Bible. It was, this is hilarious to me. This is the conversation Moses is having with God. All right, Lord, I see they, you mad. They pissed you off. But if you kill them, this is what the people are going to say. This is the rumor that is going to go about our God, that you couldn't fulfill your promises, so you killed them. <laughs> that just sounds funny to me. So then Moses says, um, I'm sorry. I'm trying to read it and I sorry okay so verse 17 and now i beseech thee let the power of the lord be great according to thy according as thou hast spoken saying the lord is long-suffering and of great mercy forgiving iniquity and transgression and by no means clearing the guilty visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation pardon i beseech thee the iniquity of these people according unto the greatness of thy mercy and as thou hast forgiven this people from egypt even unto now so now moses is like calming god down i tell you the relationship that moses and god had is just awesome you know god saying you know it's not too many um verses in the bible where you see god speaking with someone face to face but moses he said i spoke to him as a friend face to face so they have this relationship so now he done confronted god about his idea of killing everybody and swiping out the whole um tribe of israel and now he's saying okay I hear you, but I'm asking you to pardon them. I'm asking you to forgive. I'm asking you to remember that you are long suffering, that you are great in mercy, that you are forgiving of iniquity and transgression. Well, I'm, I'm asking you to pardon these people and forgive them. <laughs> I just love their relationship. And then the verse 20 says, and the Lord said, I have pardoned according to thy word. Now that's the kind of relationship you want to seek. Amen. That's how close you want to be with God. Like they had this awesome relationship. God is a God of relationship. Moses and God had this awesome dynamic relationship that they can dialogue with one another, that he can talk to God, that he can, he basically calm God down like a real friend. You know, the Bible says I speak to him face to face as a friend. He just calmed God down as a friend. Like God was ready to just like, just destroy everybody. Moses like, okay, listen, you do this. It's not going to be pretty. The rumors that's going to be spread, what they're going to say is not going to be, you know, good for your name, your great name. So I'm asking you to pardon, pardon these people. I'm, you know, he's interceding for them and he, he's asking God to pardon them. And then the Bible reads, the Lord said, okay, I have pardoned according to that word. Then verse 20 says, but as I truly live, all of the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord, because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles, which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and have tempted me now these 10 times and have not hearkened my voice. Now that's crazy right there. 10 times, 10 times. 10 times you can't tell me God isn't long suffering. How many times we repent? How many times we have had to come to God with, I'm sorry, I repent, I repent, I repent, I repent. So many times we come to God. Look how long suffering God is. God is so long suffering. How many times that we had to go to the, to the altar and lay aside a sin or lay aside, you know, you know, unforgiveness. So often we got to go to the altar and we, and God is so merciful and he's so kind. He is truly long suffering 10 times, 10 times they tempted God and they didn't hearken to his voice. Mm, 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 mm. 
Verse 23. Surely they shall not see the land which I swore unto their fathers. Neither shall any of them that have provoked me see it. But my servant Caleb, because he has another spirit with him and have followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereunto he went and his seed shall possess it. That's what I wanted to really talk about. But my servant Caleb, being because he has another spirit with him. And when I thought about it, another spirit was just, he just had the spirit of God. The other 10 men was operating out of the spirit of fear. But Caleb and Joshua was led by the Holy Spirit of God. Those that are led by my spirit are my children. Caleb had the spirit of God moving in him that he was able to see the end from the beginning. God allows us sometimes to tap into the spirit and allows us to see ahead of time. Caleb and Joshua was able to see in the spirit. They said, we can do this. We can possess the land. We can overcome. God is with us. We have found favor in his sight. We got this. We got this. And that pleased God that he made mention of him. But my servant, Caleb, because he has another spirit and family, we have to get to a place that we don't let what looks big, what looks like a giant stop us from possessing the land. There is a land that God is calling you to. There is a land flowing with milk and honey that God has told you to possess. But because of the giants, but because of the giants, we have retreated. We have fallen back and we see ourselves as insignificant. We see ourselves as grasshoppers in our own eyes. And now because we see ourselves as small, we think that others are seeing us that way too. But sometimes we project how we feel on others. People sometimes see the best of you or probably see you better than you see yourself. Some people were probably not even paying them no mind. If they were spying, how they know that they were grasshoppers in their own eyes? They, they projected that. They projected that on them. They were spying. Because if they were, if, they, if at any time they got caught, it would have been spoken of. So they didn't get caught. This was how you feel. This is what you think. This is what you think is going on. You're a grasshopper. So you think, I think you're a grasshopper. But that's not what I feel. They were operating in fear. And I can even think about times in my own life where sometimes I saw something and operating in fear, I projected a thought onto other people thinking that this is what they think, thinking this is what they're doing. And the truth of the matter is this is just my fear being made manifest. And their fear was made manifest. And not only was their fear made manifest, they took that fear back to poison the camp. So much so because of 10 men, the children of Israel could not enter into the promised land. The Bible says, if you continue reading on, I'm not going to read further. I encourage you to read numbers 13 and 14 and 15 and 16, read the whole Bible. But, (laughs) but I want you to go read the story for yourself. You will be blessed later on in the story. Um, the Lord tells Moses that all of the people of Israel from the ages 20 and up will die in the wilderness. That because of 10 men, 
The children of Israel did not enter into the promised land, only their seed, only their children. Anybody that was under the age of 20 was the only ones that were able to enter into the promised land, except Caleb and Joshua, because they were following the Holy Spirit, because they trusted God. I love this. Listen, I want to read it again. It says, but my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and have followed me fully, him will I bring into a land where he went and his seed shall possess it. That's what we want. We want to be led by the spirit of God without fear, without fear and trusting and following God fully that we will enter into the promise that God has promised us. There is a promise that God has promised you. There is a land that God has told you to possess. Have you possessed the land? Or in your findings and in your searching and in your researches, you saw yourself as grasshoppers. I want to encourage you tonight that you are not a grasshopper. I want to encourage you tonight that if God before you, who can truly be against you? I'm encouraging you tonight to take on the Caleb spirit for my servant. Caleb has a different spirit. I want you to take on the Caleb spirit, the the spirit of of faith, the spirit of belief and trusting in the word of God and the promises of God. He was, he believed God. He believed God. He believed God. I want to go back to Numbers 13, what he, what, when he said to them, listen, we, we can do this. We can do this. We can possess the land. Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are able to overcome it. He had faith to believe it. He was not afraid. He said, if the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us. And the land flows with milk and honey. Do you know that God truly delights in you today? He delights in you and he wants to, he wants to bring you into the promise. But you cannot be like the other 10 spies and look at yourself and look at your own inadequacy and look at whatever it is that you're looking at because sometimes the the, the spirit of fear be having us all all delusion, all messed up, all, you know, double-minded. Fear will mess you up. Sometimes you're afraid and don't know why you're afraid. Sometimes you're just still and stuck and you just can't move and you don't know why you, you're not moving and you say you trust God and you know God is faithful and you know God is moving, but for some reason you're just not going in a direction that God is telling you to go because the spirit of fear has, you know, put you in this, this tranquilizing state and you just can't seem to move. You just seem paralyzed. Fear will paralyze you. Fear will, fear will have you projecting your fear on other people. These 10 men should have kept that to themselves. They should have prayed about it. They should have talked about it. They, sh- they should have at least said, Moses, come on, you know, Moses and Aaron, can we talk to you to the side? But no, they presented this to the whole congregation that caused them to be in fear. That's See, that's another thing about the spirit of fear. It don't just stop with one person. The spirit of fear will travel and travel to the next and to the next. You're afraid and you're projecting your fear on someone else. Now they're, go- now they're afraid and then they're going to project their fear on somebody else. And this is how generational curses start. I was afraid because my mama was afraid, because her mama was afraid, and because her mama was afraid. And the cycle keeps going and going and going. And it has to be broken by the spirit of God, not the spirit of fear. We need to operate by the spirit of God. And that's the spirit that Caleb and Joshua had. They had the spirit of God. 
God moving and operating in them. And though they seen the sons of Anak and they seen the giants and they seen the Amalekites and they seen the Jezus, the Jezus, Jezebites and they seen the Canaanites, they were not afraid. They said, if God before us. If God delight in us, they just thought about that Red Sea opening up. They just thought about how God just pulled it back and we're walking on dry land. They thought about Pharaoh and the chariots and his horsemen going down. They thought about being fed daily with food. They, they thought about that rock and that water coming out of the rock to quench their thirst. Caleb and Joshua said, no, God is for us. God is for us. And I want you to think of your Red Sea moment. And I want you to think about the time that you needed God to move and he did. I wanted you to I want you to think about the times that you needed God to show up and he showed out. He provided for you. The God of provision. We all have a testimony. There is something that you know that God has only God. Only God did that thing for you. And I want you to hold fast to that because when the next storm come and when the next challenge come and when the giants come, you have to stand firm on the word of God. You have to stand firm. God, you will deliver me. God, I am an overcomer. God, I remember what you did way back then. And you're the same. You don't change. You're faithful. You're long suffering. You're patient with me. And though I don't have it all together, he that has begun a good work in me is able to perform it. So I'm going to trust you and I'm going to go past this, uh, this obstacle and I'm going to press past this obstacle and I'm not going to let anything opposing me, stopping me from possessing the land that you promised me. God, God has promised you something and you're waiting on God. But while you're waiting, I want you to pay attention and I want you to ask yourself, am I going to possess the land or am I just sitting still with in fear thinking I'm a grasshopper? Am I a grasshopper or am I I'm ready to possess the land? Because then we have to repent and say, Lord, forgive me for looking at myself. Forgive me for looking at myself. Pardon me. Like Moses asked them, pardon the people, pardon their transgression, pardon their iniquities, pardon their their mourning, their murmuring, pardon them, Lord. And we got to ask God to pardon us sometimes because we don't always move when he tell us to move. We don't always have the faith that we need to be having when he tell us to move. We don't move with excitement. We don't move with joy. We don't move with zeal. We have this, we move, but it's kind of like on our own terms. Like they said, let us get, let's make ourselves a captain and go back to Egypt. Either we move in slow or we're moving too far ahead of God, or we have completely given up and went back to Egypt. And I just want to encourage you tonight, family, that if you call on the name of Jesus and tell him to fill you with his spirit, that you will possess a Caleb spirit, a spirit that will not only believe in God, but fully trust him and fully follow him all the way to the end and believe that he will deliver you and believe that you will overcome and believe that he is faithful, that his promises is yay and amen. Family, go read this story. Go read just every time I read it, I, I put myself in the scripture. And I can remember a time when I was, I was fearful and ready to turn back to Egypt. And I remember when I was afraid and I projected my fear on others. And I remember, I remember, and I was, I, I was, I love, I love reading the word because
because it's not about just people 2000 years ago. This is us family. This book is written about us for us. It's just amazing. It is amazing. And I apply myself in the word and I'm able to see what God is doing. And I'm able to, you know, yield and surrender to the Holy Spirit so that he can do that perfect work in my life because I'm adding myself in the scriptures. And I'm like, okay, Lord, pardon me, pardon me. Forgive me for those moments. Oh God, that I draw back. Forgive me for those moments that I was operating in fear. And I did not enter into the promised land because of fear. Lord, pardon me, forgive me. And he will forgive you. And then he will begin to, you know, you know, you have to be led by his spirit. You can't say, Father, forgive me. And then continuously going backwards. You can't say, okay, Lord, forgive me, but you're still going in the wrong direction. You can't say, Lord, forgive me, but you're still in fear and not trusting him. You can't say, Lord, forgive me. And you're still, they were ready. Caleb and Joshua was ready to go and possess the land and whatever it is. I want you to go and to possess it. God wants you to possess it. He gave it to you. He placed a vision. He placed a vision. He gave you the vision. He put it in your heart. He will bring it to pass. And you got to trust him. Don't look at the giants. Don't look at the struggle. Don't look at the opposition. Look to your God. Don't be like those 10 spies. And don't put your fear on other believers that may God has given them a vision. And God has told them something to do because you're afraid. Now you're putting your fear on them. And now they're afraid. And now they're not moving and what God has told them to do. Keep your fear to yourself. Take your fear to the Lord and have him remove that fear. And you call on the name of Jesus and you come against the spirit of fear because God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. You got to know fear isn't of God. There's only one type of fear and it's the reverence to have the reverence and the fear of the Lord. That is the only fear that we should have, but we should not be intimidated in any way. We should not be afraid that we're hindered from doing and going where God has called us to. So family, I love you and I encourage you. And I just wanted to share that tonight because I was just reading it. And I was like, wow, this is an awesome story to share with my family, to share with my brothers and sisters. And I'm pretty sure some of you have read this story or heard it. But, you know, I love refreshing because you can always pull something out. So if you have the time, please go read Numbers 13 and 14 and be refreshed in the word and learn how to insert yourself so God can heal you. Learn to insert yourself so God can deliver you. Learn to insert yourself so God can show you and open your eyes where you fall short in the areas that God is working on you because he's moving, he's, he's moving, he's healing, he's delivering. And he want a generation of people who carry a different spirit. Caleb had a different spirit and it pleased God. And I want to please God. And I know you want to please God. So let's call on the name of Jesus and be filled by his spirit. So we can operate with a different spirit, the spirit of God moving by his spirit and his spirit alone, not a false Holy spirit, but the one and true spirit of God. That's the spirit we want to move in and operate in. Amen. 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 I love you. Bye-bye.